Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Joined today by Michael Warren, White House correspondent for the Weekly Standard, senior writer. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me, Eric. So the president just uh, a little while ago had some remarks finally about Charlottesville. What did he have to say? Well, finally, actually two days after previous remarks that Trump made in which the president was criticized for uh, not calling out white nationalists and the various groups who were who were uh, uh, rallying in Charlottesville on Saturday and who got violent and ended up killing someone. Uh, it took two days from that statement that was roundly criticized by by Republicans, Democrats, everyone uh, else, uh, for him to say really what he probably should have said on Saturday, which he said, uh, racism is evil. Those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs. He called out the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Um, uh, he, he he mentioned the woman by name, the, uh, the counter-protester who was struck by a car that was driven by one of the white nationalist protesters, uh, Heather Heyer, uh, who was a Charlottesville native who was killed. Um, 20 other people were injured, 19 or 20 other people were injured. He mentioned this. Um, and, and so I think, uh, whereas his statement on Saturday was equivocal, uh, kind of milk toast, this was this was an unequivocal statement. Uh, it was, I, I think, two two days too late. Uh, again, as my friend Rosie Gray at the Atlantic said, this was a speech that could have been given on Saturday. There's no reason that it couldn't have been given on Saturday. He could could have delayed it so that he could, you know, hammer it outright uh, to get it to say exactly what he wanted. And I should we should point out, Eric, that in his in his speech from the White House today, the president sort of uh, implied that this is this is sort of what he said on Saturday. He said a couple times, you know, as I said on Saturday or as, as I've said before, um, and the implication was that, that his whole remarks are was what he's always said. So he never really sort of acknowledged that he had made a mistake on Saturday. I suppose coming out and, and giving another statement was an acknowledgement implicitly, but um, uh, but this was the right thing to do, but but perhaps not for uh, the right reasons, or certainly not, um, it wasn't initially what the president thought the president should say. And even as of this morning, he was tweeting um, some abuse toward the right. head of Merck, who had quit over the lack of a strong response, had quit a presidential panel. Right, some commission uh, of some, I can't even remember. Uh, over, yeah. over the lackluster response to the events on Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, if we sort of take that at face value, we think, well, he was offended that somebody would be offended by his uh, by his insufficient statement on Saturday. Um, and then he makes a statement that sort of shores up that the, that insufficiency. Um, so what changed over the, the two hours or so? Um, or I think Occam's razor tells us that most likely Trump was simply offended that somebody was out there criticizing him um, and really hadn't sort of in his own mind had nothing to do with trying to make a statement. I, it would be interesting to know what happened. Now, trying to get statements out of the White House over this weekend, um, I'm not the, certainly not, was not the only journalist doing so. My experience was it was very hard to get any kind of statement from the press office, um, uh, you know, addressing questions. Does the president think this is domestic terrorism? Um, why does he, why is he unwilling to call them out by name? Um, p- possibly suggests that the White House staff, uh, pressed him and pushed the president to do this. Um, And, you know, this is one of those things where the president's habit of tweeting aggressively when he feels strongly about something, the lack of such a Twitter storm from him, I mean, in a a way, 
we should be grateful that we're not getting tweets about something so serious. Right. But North Korea is serious, and we get tweets about North Korea. Where were the tweets? That's right. That's a good question. Uh, it's revealing, isn't it, about sort of what he... Uh, I, I mean, on the one hand, you have to take what what the president says um, uh, for what it is, and, and he, says, he said it. And I think it's very important. It was a very important for him to say it, even if it was two days late, even if it was under Absolutely. duress. Absolutely. Um, and it was it was good of him to do it. But everybody else around him was saying it. Republicans, members of, of his own administration. His own administration is now. Uh, he had just met when he gave this address, uh, uh, this short address on Monday. He had just met with his FBI director and and his Attorney General Jeff Sessions, and they're going to be investigating these groups and and looking into what happened on Saturday uh, uh, and seeing if there are any federal charges. That's all well and fine, I guess, um, but it, it I, I, I think, as from a public relations standpoint, from a sort of uh, how the public will will view this, I wonder if the damage is already done. If 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 people um, will interpret what he said initially um, as sort of more of the president's true feelings. Um, again, uh, also, there were, there were some things that struck me as a little odd, and this is not to. To criticize, but just to try to understand sure. where the president, if his motives are 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 good and he wants to do the right thing and be strong on this issue, um, the difficulties he he faces. Um, he was strong when he was talking about putting federal law enforcement to work, right. cracking down on the KKK and neo Nazis and white supremacists. Um, but then he kept returning to this sort of weird love talk right. about how we all need to love one another, which is all well and good. But it struck me, if anybody has ever seen the Rolling Stones movie documentary, Give Me Shelter, right. about Altamont. the disaster at Altamont, there's a moment where Mick Jagger comes out to the stage. The Hells Angels have been pummeling people to and, and murdered someone right. in the midst. But there's all this um, violence going on, and Mick kind of looks out and says, people, people, why are you fighting? (laughs) And this sort of language of we all really just need to love each other strikes me as being in the same basket as uh, as Mick's confused – you know, sort of lack of perception about what was really going on. I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head on that, Eric. This is, this is something. I don't think that the president is a white nationalist. I don't think he is. Um, you know, in his maybe even in his heart of hearts, heart of hearts, I don't think he's a racist. Um, but it is a fact that uh, a segment of his support comes from these uh, white nationalist, KKK, neo-Nazi groups. They see something in him, however perverse that is, they see something in him that they like. And it's, uh, I think it's incumbent, I think it is uh, necessary for the president to recognize that. And something you didn't hear from him Monday, you certainly didn't hear from him Saturday, was to tell these white nationalist groups, ones who in Charlottesville were wearing Make America Great Again hats, uh, who one of these the most famous marchers there was David Duke, uh, the former KKK grand whatever, uh, who said explicitly on Saturday that they were there fulfilling Donald Trump's uh, plan or Donald Trump's destiny or whatever it is. Um, the, these are things that the president needs to call out and say, "This you do not. You may think you do this in my name, but you do not." 
And that's something we did not hear on Monday uh, uh, from this from the from this president at the White House. Um, it it maybe it it's perhaps it's unfair. There are there there are dog whistles and things that I think the president has has taken advantage of for political gain. But perhaps let's just uh, submit that it's unfair that these people are are projecting their own hateful ideologies onto the president. It doesn't matter because the perception is that he is for them uh, and that he's doing their work. And he needs to say it more explicitly. He didn't say it on Monday. It was a good thing for him to call them evil. Uh, but but I do think he 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 still missed. Yeah, we should at least acknowledge that if you call someone evil, that is disassociating yourself from from them. But I think I think, I think so, but I think so he needs to be more explicit. I think he needs not to be only more does explicit. he need to be more explicit, but he needs to be relentless about it. Which is the the president seems to think that look, I already disavowed David Duke, right? As he said, right? whether it, whether it took him a day or two to back back when that happened. To, to get the right phrasing about how to denounce David Duke. The reality is David Duke hasn't gone away, and he needs regular denouncing. And the, I think the challenge is, how do you keep disavowing and denouncing these people without giving them all the press and attention sure. that they're obviously seeking one way or another? And that that is a, a real uh, needle to thread. Yeah, but, but I do think that... Um, that what more empowers these people than media attention is the belief that the president is on their side. And if they can, if, 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 if neo-Nazi groups think that they don't have a friend in the white house, um, that's, that's, that's damaging actually. It's damaging to their morale, which it would be a good thing, um, to damage these people's morale. I, I should say that, um, this is something that's unfair about being a conservative and about being a Republican is that, uh, you know, some of the more strident members of, of the left and, and, and liberals will always ascribe some kind of racist Nazism to anything that is uh, perceived as conservative. Um, it's just a, it is unfair uh, and it's just a fact of life, um, uh, certainly a political life. You should uh, always be pushing back against it, um, particularly if it's not true. But that, that to me, sh- gives all the more reason for Donald Trump and Republicans from a purely cynical political perspective, to push back as hard as they can on this. If there's a perception out there and if there are people out there who are um, who, who think that everything that a Republican does uh, can be somehow ascribed to Nazism or kind of a racial uh, ideology, I mean, for your own political benefit, you've got to push back on that. Um, and the, the president doesn't seem to even recognize that political reality. Um, maybe this is the first step to something like that. I don't think it is. Um, I imagine this comes out of pressure from staff, pressure perhaps from John Kelly, the new chief of staff, um, who recognized that the president had made himself a problem here he didn't need. Um, But I suppose we ought to reiterate, it was good of the president to say that these people were evil and to call them out by name. Michael Warren, White House correspondent for The Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard podcast. Thanks, Eric. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Simply Safe. A lot of us get excited for summer because it means going on vacation or spending long days at the beach, maybe taking the kids to an amusement park. You know what gets a burglar excited for summer? Knowing that you'll do all those things and leave your house empty. Summer is prime time for burglary, so now is the time to protect your home. 
For a limited time, you can take $100 off Simply Safe's special summer package. It has everything you need to protect your home an arsenal of security sensors to secure each door and window, a panic button, a blaring siren, and a wireless connection to authorities and police dispatch. Your family, your home, and everything in it stays safe around the clock. With Simply Safe, there are no long term contracts, no installation costs, and no hidden fees. And 24-7 professional monitoring is just $14.99 a month. This summer, see what Simply Safe can do for your home. Get $100 off your summer security package at simplysafe.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash standard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to tune in every day. Just go to iTunes or Google Play for a free subscription or go to our website, weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Thanks for listening.